spite of the fact that they've not won a majority of the vote in recent elections, Republicans control a disproportionate share of political power. So the longstanding institutional bias in our government is insidious. It's backed by a lot of strong political organizing filled with deception and manipulation. Welcome to The Shrinks on Third, our psychology and social justice podcast. I'm psychologist Julie Mayer. And I'm psychologist Cindy Ariel. Welcome in. I've been thinking, Cindy, about the status of our democracy. It's hard not to think about. I'm concerned that it's not good. Actually, it keeps me up at night. I'm worried that, well, if democracy were a human being, it would be on life support, looking like it might not make it. Wow, that's quite a picture. And that's why we're going to talk about what is actually happening here. To be blunt, we've been witnessing what can most nicely be referred to as a redistribution of power in what is actually a well-planned, ongoing minority takeover based on lies and manipulation. Yes. One obvious example is what's going on with the Supreme Court. That minority has spent many years working hard to stack the deck on the court and has finally managed to do it. When there were enough justices to ensure their success, basically in injustice, they ruled against Roe v. Wade. That minority has been waiting years for this achievement. Right. The ruling was driven by conservative justices acting together against the will of the majority in plain sight. Everyone knows that a majority of this country didn't want Roe overturned. Most people thought it could never happen. But here we are. Here we are. Minority rule appointed these conservative justices, and now they're perpetrating minority rule on the entire country. Exactly. The constitutional right to an abortion was voted down by six of the nine so-called justices. They used ridiculous logic to justify their actions, too. And what's extra frustrating is that the last five conservative justices were appointed by presidents who were voted in by a minority of the population. Plus, don't forget, the former president who appointed the most Recent three radical, right, supremely stupid court justices is now known to have led an insurrection against our government and is under investigation for a host of wrongdoings. And his home has been invaded in order to get confidential, top secret files. He's a great one to appoint judges to high courts, isn't he? And don't forget, Barack Obama was prevented from appointing a justice in his last year as president, a complete misuse of power by the Republicans. Total and complete. <laughs> yeah. A number of leaders at the top of our government have shown a clear disregard of democratic norms, values, and rules, which has led to a major disregard and disrespect of the will of the majority of the American people. That would be us, the people. 
Yes, we, the people. The decision to overturn the constitutional right to an abortion is the first time that rights have been taken away rather than rightfully given when things are found to go against the Constitution. Once rights and protections are found to be those that should fairly be made under our Constitution, it has been unheard of to take them back. The Supreme Court used to expand rights, protect rights, correct wrongs. Not anymore. The moral and legal right to abortion has been a hot button issue for a very long time. And it's been a very divisive one for Americans, mostly along partisan and religious lines. Support for abortion does seem to depend on a person's race, ethnicity, level of education, and religious affiliation. But regardless of all that, a clear majority of all Americans, all Americans, over 60%, in fact, favor making abortion legal in most or all cases in which an abortion is sought. Among Democrats, 80% of both men and women say abortion should be legal in all or most cases. I mean, really, it's a medical decision. I don't even know why we have to debate this, of course. But only 36% of Republican men and 39% of Republican women agree. There are strong differences of opinion within both parties over abortion, too, but the gap is way larger within the GOP. A solid 60% of moderates and liberal folks who identify as Republicans. Huh? Hard to know what a liberal Republican is these days. What does that even mean? Where do they live? Where are they hiding? <laughs> That's a good question, and I don't really know the answer, but 60% of those who identify as moderate or liberal Republicans or who are Republican-leaning independents, believe that abortion should be legal in all or most cases. Only 27% of conservative Republicans think so. Still, the overall percent of people who believe abortion should be legal is significantly higher than the percent of people who believe it should be illegal, which basically is only 19%. That's what's important here. Right. Only 19% of Americans say it should be illegal in all circumstances. So the supremely stupid court represents that 19%. Since that's fewer than one in five people, it's so clear that in this case, the will of the minority won out. This kind of power coming down from six justices who are just the top of a hierarchy that's set up to rule as it wishes is disturbing. Very it feels like a hostile takeover of the government, or at least the top of the judicial part. And the court is supposed to be nonpartisan. When Supreme Court decisions become predictable based on a one-party agenda, as they currently are, it calls the court's ability to do the job it was set up to do into question. One of its major charges is to interpret the Constitution in a way that ensures all Americans are protected with equal justice under the law. Well, Cindy, that's not what's happening here. They may go after gay marriage, contraception, who knows what other rights that people already have and rely on. It seems obvious that the current supremely stupid court proudly represents a tiny conservative Republican agenda. Yes, and right now it's set up to do all it can to send issues back to individual states to make their own decisions 
where we know that gerrymandering and unfair laws are already in place, ready and waiting to further squash or at best to simply completely ignore the will of the people. And the rights of the people. This stuff, honestly, it makes me sad and anxious. And it seems to be the new normal in our government. The Senate has been shown to be undemocratic in its decision-making processes and in representation. Republican senators represent 41 million fewer people than Democratic senators. Now that is many fewer, but it's so hard to get anything done the way it's set up, where currently those Republican senators have half the power anyway despite not representing nearly as many people by the millions as the Democratic senators. Yeah, and even more concerning is that many of the senators on both sides of this aisle, though it's much more overt on the Republican side, actually believe and act as if they're not there to carry out the will of the people at all. They're there to make money, to live it up, to get great health insurance, to go to the fancy gym they have, (laughs) and to make sure the country remains a stronghold of white male power. Exactly. In spite of the fact that they've not won a majority of the vote in recent elections, Republicans control a disproportionate share of political power. So the longstanding institutional bias in our government is insidious. It's backed by a lot of strong political organizing filled with deception and manipulation. That's for sure. And it was set up to be this way at the very beginning and it has been repeatedly reinforced to keep those white men in power. In the case of overturning Roe v. Wade and women's health rights, a woman's right to choose has been undermined completely, also undermining women's freedom and equality. Impacting their lives every day, risking women's lives and frightening a whole lot of people. Well, it's no wonder that a recent Gallup poll shows that confidence in the Supreme Court has hit an all-time low of only 25%. That's why we refer to it as the supremely stupid court. Yes, we do. There are a number of states in which a majority of voters support abortion while their legislatures make bold moves to restrict or ban access anyway. Right. I mean, this is bad. It isn't just the supremely stupid court that we're worried about. It seems that there's a widespread pattern across the country for conservative state legislatures to make changes to voting rights, women's rights, really whatever they can get their hands on, no matter what the majority of the state want, they don't care. Right. And some states are way more oppressive than others. And some appear to be seriously suppressing the voices of their citizens. This is a huge problem for democracy. Yeah, thank you. And each side now distrusts and hates the other side so much that it's willing to do things that undermine our whole democratic system, especially one side. (laughs) Yes, the GOP's policies have been hard to swallow for a very long time, but their role in undermining our entire democratic system seems nothing less than criminal. And, you know, it's so scary because there's no oversight. No one's saying, oh, you can't do that at the state level. Nobody. It is criminal. Claiming that the election was a fraud, that's criminal. Storming the Capitol, that's criminal. Killing people in the process, that's criminal. Tricking people into giving money for political causes, like stop the steal, but the money actually goes to lining the pockets of criminals, that's also criminal. There's a lot of criminal going on. Right. 
And there have been hearings after hearings and little moves forward in stopping the abuse of power while we're all just watching in horror as the violence continues before our eyes. There have been so many points along the way that our system did not manage to maintain its own democratic values. The way they undermined the appointment of Merrick Garland as a justice under President Obama and then rushed on a couple of conservative justices was upsetting to watch and it helped set this whole thing up. Oh my gosh, it was so upsetting. And it's just one piece of their constant hammering away at our democracy. There are many issues in which our democracy has not represented solid majorities for a pretty long time, such as issues concerning the environment, guns, healthcare. The U.S. is becoming a single party state. Yes, other names for that are dictatorship, autocracy, or a police state. It's a common way that fascist regimes are run. America's democratic institutions have failed to represent Americans who are showing a clear and growing distrust of the government and its institutions. Our best shot is in using what's left of our democracy, such as the diminishing right to vote, to fight against decisions that most of us disagree with. Yeah, it's getting harder and harder to do that because voting has been interfered with so much. But the more people who we can get to vote to preserve our democracy, despite the barriers, hurdles, and illegal new laws, the better chance we have of holding on. We have to continue to do all we can to protect what's left of the democratic system so that we can turn this tide around. If you're interested in following, learning about, and or engaging in the fight for democracy, you can start by checking out democracyincolor.com, an organization founded by Steve Phillips, author of the New York Times and Washington Post bestselling book, Brown is the New White. He also hosts a very informative and worthwhile podcast by the same name as his organization, Democracy in Color. And most importantly, make sure you are registered to vote in advance and that you know exactly how your state will allow you to vote. Don't get caught being unable to vote because of their tricky voting changes. Your vote can make a difference. Don't gaslight the vote. Thanks for listening. You can find us at shrinksonthird.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shrinks on Third. Till next time. Take care. <laughs>